All right, Anthony, cold open time. And we're going to take it all the way back to when you were a young lad. Give me your best squirt hockey moment. I got a lot because I played with Tom Chorsky, so I'd got, I would have games where I scored like four goals and I didn't do a damn thing and would score four goals. But then the next year when he wasn't on my team, I was kind of like counted on for those goals. Interesting. I'll never forget as long as I live, we played a game or just, you ever had like, or feeling in the zone? Yeah. Uh, I, have I was Minneapolis West and we were playing Minneapolis Southwest and they were better than us. But for some reason, I scored early in the game. And I just felt, it doesn't matter who we're playing. I'm going to keep scoring. And I scored five goals in one game. And I just remember thinking to myself, not only do we beat the best team in the city, I had five goals. We're going out to dinner. Because <laughs> I this is probably the greatest moment of my life, right? Okay. And we didn't get to go out to dinner. You didn't get to go out to dinner. It was, in my head, I kept visioning dinner. Like, when my brother Mike did something great in hockey, we went out to dinner. So I figured this was a dinner game. No dinner for Tony. Interesting. No. Okay. Uh, you know, oddly enough, my best court memory does include dinner out. Um, I played for a really bad squirt C team. <laughs> my first year of squirt C's. And... I was on the red team. I don't know if the coach had ever played hockey before, but he was a dad who like volunteered to do it. And it was our first game of the season. Yeah. I honestly don't remember if he could skate or not. First game of the season is red versus blue. What a rivalry bloods in the Crips. And we were down five, nothing after the first period. How is this a good memory? Five to nothing after the first. How is this good? I played with such a gong show group of individuals. (laughs) It was so bad. Uh, Like half, not half the team, but I think four of the players were interrelated as stepbrothers or something. So they all had to be on the same team so that mom, dad, and mom and dad could get them to practice on time. So we had four kids who were just on the team because they were stepbrothers or step cousins or something. So we were down 5 nothing after the first period, and I ended up scoring a hat trick and getting an assist, and we won 7-6. to Oh, but that was awesome. Yeah, and then I met Marion Gabrick after the game. Wow. Yeah, my dad pulled me into the car, and he's like, Marion Gabrick's at a Best Buy in Richfield. We got to go. Going. So we got Marion Gabrick's autograph, and then did we— Did you tell him about your game? I did. Of course you and did. And the, the PR rep for the Wild was there. And she took a photo of us, and she uh, printed it out and ended up sending it to my dad, and she captioned it, Hat Trick Boys, because he had a hat trick the previous night. And then we went to Chianti Grill. That's awesome. So it was a great memory for me. It was a good time. I liked squirt hockey. Apparently you didn't, but that's okay. Welcome to 10 Minutes. I'm all alone in the studio. Peter's still 
hanging out somewhere. Uh, he'll be popping in here in a minute, but thanks for tuning in. Uh, a full complement of boys and girls high school, boys and girls youth hockey here as Peter plays with his microphone and is going to kill our ears at this point. Uh, but there's a lot it's not of, killing anybody's ears. There's a lot to cover, so let's get right to it. Um, our first sponsor of Games of the Past, what happened last weekend, goes to uh, Map South Hockey. Map South would have been proud of all of the great hockey played in Blaine and all over the Twin Cities. So many great tournaments last weekend, including the Scortacular. Um, Map South is a great place to train your son or daughter. Um, if you're interested in a off-season program that will help uh, improve your son or daughter's Hockey skill, athletic skill, and character. Check out MapSouthHockey.com. Hockey. 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 All right, I'm going to read off some uh, some champions last weekend. Blaine, who did quite well. I think they were runner-up in the Dangle Fest. They beat Shockby, who I've refed this Shockby team. Their record does not look as good as they play. They had a rough start to the year. I, I checked the now rankings before I uh, broadcast or I refed them. And thought, wow, this team's record isn't that good. But they've had some good results. They got all the way to the championship game of the Skate for Roses and fell to a very good Blaine team, which shows you uh, how far this Shockby team has come this year. 12A, uh, Edina wins the Cabin Fever in Maple Grove, which is a really good good, uh, field there. Uh, Wyzetta wins the Skate for the Roses. They beat... District foe Orono West Tonka there. And then in 15A, Edina beats Apple Valley, who's now in the top 10 of 15A over at the Skate for Roses. And Alex wins their home tournament over top five Tonka in the Big Ole. So hats off to those tournament winners at the goal at the uh, girls level. And at the boys level, we uh, tracked the Moose Goheen tournament over in Vadness Heights, Minnetonka wins it over Wyzetta. So we had some upsets uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Tonka beats Aussie Maple Grove and Wyzetta. I'm not sure who they, I can't remember who they beat, but Tonka ends up beating 5-2 to two in the championship game. I think some of those top teams, namely Aussie Maple Grove and Moorhead, who've been just 1-2 and two all year long, have maybe hit their winter wall. Someone on on. Moorhead, who hasn't hit their wall, is Evan Warner and Wyatt Cullen. They both had 13 points in the moose. It's uh, not bad. Uh, Jackson Hendricks from Wyzetta had 12. And Liam Schultz led the tournament champion skippers with 11 points over there. Minnetonka was going to get a tournament win at some they point were this season. They were going to get way one. too much talent on that team. They were going to get at least one. I totally agree with that. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about the squirtacular, kind of a, a little bit roundup, about the squirtacular. A little roundup of it. You know, the first day and a half, you and I are like ultra focused on getting the tournament off the ground with the headshots and first games and stickers and all those things. But once this kind of we got settled in on Saturday, you, we got to ha- start handing out the uh, section championship trophies. Uh, any section championship wins the pool championships that, that stood out to you? Um, Other yeah. than the obvious Minnetonka one? <laughs> uh, no, not Particularly, I think the most the thing that I was most impressed with were the Woodbury teams. Yeah, which 
I know is kind of uh, duh, chalk, duh, but they split into two teams. That's my thing is that last year we were privy to some discussions or at least some opinions that were so very uh, anti Woodbury. They're sandbagging. They yep. need to winning titles. Yeah. Too many. And they they did have into, a lot of success at youth hockey last well, year. Well, they did, but then they split into two teams and they basically shoved it back in everybody's yeah. face with a team no, going to the Both were the number finals. one seeds. One makes to the finals. Yeah, I agree. Um, the section champion, there were there were two that really stood out to me. Uh, we'll get to the Minnetonka one in a minute. But the first one that stood out was the Austin Maple Grove beating Woodbury, who was the number one team in the state at Woodbury Royal. Mm-hmm. And the excitement on those boys' face when we walked in the rink and handed them that trophy was sheer elation. They went and ripped the trophy right out of my hands, and then they <laughs> skated it over to their fans and jumped into the glass. Yeah, I thought that was fun. That's that's why we do this job, right? Like, hey, it's fun to put on tournaments and give kids something to play for and battle for. And they yeah. they weren't a top seed, and they they ended up knocking off a top seed, which makes it fun. But in fifteen years, when these kids are twenty five years old, and when ninety nine percent of them are done, yeah, completely playing hockey, they'll think about that. Oh yeah, they, and they'll say they'll, they'll make that. a they'll make a joke of yeah, section champs twenty twenty four. And isn't that what it's kind of all about? Check the gram. It's right there. Right? This is um, for sure. Um, but let's talk a little bit about kind of where were you in that whole scenario when we were, when was the East Grand oh, Forks, man. Moorhead, Minnetonka Triangle. So here's what I'm going to tell my part of the side of the story. So I bring the trophy over to rink six or wherever it, yeah, it was. Rink, rink six. six. Yeah, it was rink six because I was watching it in the warmth of the little office across from behind. So I'm watching the yep. game and I think East Grand Forks was two and oh going into the final game and, and they just needed a, a win or a tie and maybe even a loss. And all they needed was Moorhead to beat Rogers who had been basically running timed by the previous two games. So Moorhead's top three team in the state, they're going to beat Rogers. I mean, that's kind of a, an assumption that you made and I made and probably East Grand made, uh, falsely oh, made. No. And I call you. I'm like, I got to make sure that this game is over. In rink, it was like rink yeah. four. You're in rink four. And I'm, I'm on rink uh, four. Yeah, it was. It was four. Rink four. And I'm on rink six. And I call you. I'm like, I have this trophy I'm going to have in East Grand because with three minutes to go, Moorhead was leading. Yep. So at three minutes to go, even down five to four to Minnetonka, they're in. And if they tie the score, they're in. I mean, they're they're so far into this tournament. And the next thing, Roger scores two goals and takes a lead. And now I'm thinking, Peter, yeah. there's no more three-way tie. We're not counting goals allowed. We're not counting goal differential. This is over. Minnetonka's going to move on unless, they, unless uh, East Grand can score. Obviously, they didn't yep. score. And I walk out on the ice and basically hand the trophy to Minnetonka and not East Grand Forks. And the East Grand Forks people were just shocked. They were like, what? More had lost or tied? I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, and you're out. You know, (laughs) it all changed, too. Like, when three minutes left in the clock on the the, uh, East Grand Minnetonka game, it changed from that to the other result. It was like, you should have seen the look on. There was a dad from Minnetonka, and I don't know his last name who came running over from four and he says, we're in, we're in, we're in. And I'm yeah. like, I'm about to hand them the trophy right now. Yes, they're in. So yeah. it was a pretty exciting, something we haven't seen before. I'm looking at the box score from that Rogers 
yeah. game right now. And with 3.15 to go in the third period, Maverick Becker from Rogers scored to tie it at 3-3. to you crazy. With 154 to go, Moorhead goes back up, Bennett Hiller in. No! One, one, no, Moorhead goes ahead 4-3. to three. 119 to go in regulation. Rogers, uh, John Hodson scores to make it 4-4. Four to four. With 21 seconds to go, and I watched all this happen, with 21 <laughs> seconds to go in regulation, Rogers scored again to take a 5-4 lead. And I'm like, oh, my God, Rogers. They Rogers has got from- the win. And then with 4.4 4 seconds left. It says well, it, ties it, it says four seconds here, yeah. but it's point four. Henry Corwin ties. And it the wouldn't game. have mattered. It didn't mean anything. That tie didn't mean anything. But the fact what Rogers did in the last three minutes of that game, yep. knocked out East Grand Forks, lofted Minnetonka into the corners, and they didn't look. I back. didn't even think about that on Sunday. Yes, I didn't even think about. It's Minnetonka incredible that Rogers is the, was probably one of the most important team in the entire tournament. They can take that home with them. They can they take can that home with it. you, Rogers. Congratulations for basically putting Minnetonka on the trophy. They are the one of the most valuable teams in the tournament. You're, their should MVP, we, uh, the MVP for Minnetonka, should have been Rogers' entire team. Should have been Rogers. Nice. That was, yes. that was a fun. Uh, it was a fun weekend, though. Yeah. What do you think of the trophies? Weekend. I thought the trophy thing was, it 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 worked. It worked great for the sections where there was a little bit of fight. You know, yeah. and then like with Andover, like they've just defeated uh, uh, West Fargo and they weren't really that excited about it. So the teams where there was excitement winning their pool, they were like even Woodbury Black. They just beat had beaten uh, Lakeville North in a two to one game. They were pretty excited. So the, yeah. the more exciting their finishing game was, the better the result was on the trophy presentation. Yeah, and I think it went well. I think next year we'll reevaluate how spread out some of those games are. We might consolidate some yeah. of those platinum games onto maybe two rinks in the front. That would be super so cool. We can actually watch them all and watch them run back and forth between yep. the rinks. It would be cool. But uh, it was a, it was an interesting idea. I think it came together nicely. And I'm thinking of doing it for the bees next year for the silvers. Oh my gosh. So we'd have 32. Well, okay. silvers that too. would, that would come with, that would come with a whole nother batch of, Trophies. No issues. Trophies and issues. In terms of seeding yeah. and yeah. separating. The seeding and the, seeding and the separating was the hardest part of the whole tournament for well, me. Well, I mean, Minnetonka comes out of Section, section a, 8. Which wasn't I'm how a we little, wanted it. I'm a little surprised that somebody hasn't been more vocal about, eh, Tonka, not a Section eight. 8. Well, we kind of tamed it down I, a little, I'm, tampered I'm it a little bit. I'm aware that they're not in Section 8, but what do you want to do? you want to stick four top 10 teams in the same section. We yeah. can't do that. It was a good tournament. I mean, I could not believe we didn't miss this year. Like last year, STMA was a really good score day team. They yeah. didn't register in time. So we didn't miss on any. There was top 20 teams in the state are all in the same building. And you won't see oh, that. Yeah. You won't see that at Fargo either. You know, like a lot of teams don't get into Fargo because they don't have room, but we made room for them and it was a heck of a weekend for hockey. It was, it was sure. a great weekend. It was a great, I cried um, multiple times. You did. Why did. did you cry? Well, I cried because this is, I said this to a coach. I think it was Sunday and I, I was getting pronunciations or something. And just the, the tiger coming out at the center ice <laughs> and the fog machine and everybody's going bananas. And I said to a coach, this is where it gets effing fun. It this is. is where it's 
fun. This is where it's worth every headache. Watching going the games. into it. This is fun. This is when yeah, it gets fun. I loved it. I loved watching your uh, the Squirt Bees. Those two championship games were great. Watching Grand Rapids they win were. a tournament. They were. It's so fun watching Grand Rapids. And then yeah, watching. That, uh, that's funny. That game provided me with my lone thorn of the weekend. So oh, good. Thanks for that. Good. Appreciate no that. problem. I'm still looking for a thorn. Maybe when you go first, I'll come up with one. But yeah. uh, do you want to get to the thorns? Or we want to announce our, let's, let's announce who wins and who won. And maybe we can remember who the MVPs were. Bronze, Grand Rapids win. What was James' last name? From Morrow. Morrow from uh, Grand Rapids. They win. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Squirt B Silver was... Do you know why we're hearing an echo? Yeah, it's, it's because kept... the guest headset is still on. And you keep throwing it down. Just turn down the uh, volume on that bad boy. Thank you. Um, James Morrow, MVP. And then in the silver, the Edina Hornets win. What was the young man's name who was the MVP of from Edina? Henry Conkey. Conkey, all right. Yep, so and then, two, uh, two defensemen. And then the gold was won by, which I like to call the uh, we ain't good enough division because oh they get gosh. super mad that they didn't make it into the platinum. But we do it all mm. by, we do it all by, uh, now rankings mostly, you know, yep. and Prior Lake was one of the teams I said eh, they could win the whole thing, and they did. I thought mm-hmm. that Hermantown was a little deeper than Prior Lake, but they could not figure out how to score on Gage Prutel, who was the MVP. He stat thirty two shots in the championship game, and he, I mean, he was on fire. There was uh, a lot of shots for a squirt game. Yes, he was great. He was fantastic, well-deserving. And then the championship was won by uh, Minnetonka. I could have given it out to a million different skippers. Uh, Jack Stevens had 12 points, so he was the easy yep. one. But I truly believe that Graham Olson was their MVP because they were kind of a backwards-forwards type team. They were super deep on their blue line. They have so many good – literally picking a defenseman for all-tournament team from Minnetonka was almost impossible. They all were really, really good D. I think that was part of the reason they were so good. And Graham Olson was just like staring down everybody in every game. Like, no, you're not going to score on me. You know, he would, yeah. he had a fantastic tournament. And uh, I just thought that uh, Graham, you know, really came out this year. He's just been a fantastic goaltender. So those hats off to Graham for a wonderful tournament. Oh, it was fun to see. Um, Dean's little brother. I don't know how much There's longer a, he'll, have to, he'll have to be. They're twins. They look exactly alike. It's like watching Dean Stevens skate yep. play, and then he takes his helmet off. I'm like, wait, you look just like him. And, he, and he's, he's equally as, I wouldn't say uncomfortable, but he's far more comfortable with the helmet on, letting his actions speak. Correct. Uh, for his words, watching him pose with the MVP plaque, he was a little bit like, um... Do I have I'd to? like the team trophy now, please. And yeah, I'd like to go celebrate with? with the rest of my teammates. I'd like to get this over with. Thank you. Yeah. Do I have to put the hat on? You know, he kind of gave me that look. So uh, John Tranby, the Spring Lake Park, he's coached several different teams in the Spring Lake Park Association. He and I were at Fogarty on Friday, and he said, did you know that Jack Stevens is exactly – a carbon copy of Dean. It's and then he crazy. made and then he made the same case about another player. Who's that? Miles Schillings. He said Miles Schillings, when he is skating, is a carbon copy of Beckett Schillings. And they're cousins, not brothers. Are they really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I totally thought they were brothers. No, no, they're cousins. Um they play the same way though. I think that they I think that uh Miles is 
a little bit more offensive than Beckett. Um, yeah. He can he can put more points on the board, uh, where Beckett can definitely shut you down more. Uh, I think he's more of a complete player. Beckett is. He's also more mature. You know, he's a couple years older. But I think looking back at them, I mean, we fought. We did tug of war about you know in the middle of that championship game. I'm like, even if Woodbury loses, I was trying to make a case that Miles should have been the MVP. Yeah, remember we were having the discussion between the prisoners. I go, even if they lose, he's the best player in this tournament, just like his cousin Beckett was a couple of years prior. You know, and Beckett got Beckett made it easy for us. He scored the game winning goal the minute left. Yeah, and he was the best player in that one. Yeah. So, uh, Miles, <laughs> you were that close to being the MVP, and you know, you all tournament team two years in a row. Uh, your play speaks for itself. I called him in one of my broadcasts. The President and CEO of Woodbury Black Hockey oh, Incorporated, because he was, <laughs> he is. If, if, if the, when he's out of the game, that team is just a completely different hockey team. Yeah, it was so, a, it was a great weekend. Yeah, great no doubt weekend. about it. No doubt about it. All right, roses and thorns. You want to go first? I got three thorn. roses. I don't have a thorn yet, but once you give me yours, I'll probably be able to come up with. All right, one. we're gonna start with roses. I got one just in case. I got, I got, I got a got, just in case. I got so many roses. Right. Uh, my first one goes to Ross, um, our penalty box worker. So we got really behind on Saturday in both locations. Yeah. So our EMT who's a wonderful human being. She stuck around 45 minutes after she was supposed to leave. That's awesome. And we still had a little bit of a second period and a third period to go. And eventually she came to me and said, I have a night job in Otsego and I got to go. Like I, I, yeah. I need to go to my other job. And I said, okay, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. We've got a first aid kit here. Uh, we don't really have another option because there wasn't an EMT scheduled for that the, late that late so a player from rosemount goes down hard into the oh, boards geez. and as soon I'm as i'm told learning this our, now as soon as i told our tournament director jocelyn okay we're gonna pray all of a sudden we hear over the walkie medic to rink one medic to rink one dark bench and I think, oh, jeez. And I, I was holding a stack of papers, and I spiked it in frustration because I was like, the last game of the day, the last period of the day, and of course this is the one time that we don't have somebody. So I pick up the first aid kit. I walk into the rink. I go up to the bench, and it's a concussion. Oh, jeez. So I I do my best. I start doing the little eye-following thing. Dr. I'm asking, I'm asking about... Where does it hurt on your head? Is it a full head headache? Does it just hurt on the back of your head? Yeah. Like, is, does it feel like a bruise? I get an ice pack going, but I'm not, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. No. Yeah. Turns out that Ross is a trained paramedic. Oh, no and way. And is, is a trained EMS firefighter. And he came into that rink to grab the space heater that he'd brought earlier in the day. He saw me checking the kit out. He comes walking over and he's like, oh. I'm a paramedic. He's got the light in his backpack oh, to do nice. the check. And he's doing the whole like balance thing and the throw up thing. And I said, Ross, I will give you X amount of dollars in cash if you just stick around for one more period. And of course he's like, Oh yeah, sure. My daughter's over on another rink. I gotta stick around anyway. Oh, that's cool. So we had an EMT except for the the two minutes an that we adjunct did. EMT. An adjunct well, EMT. That's a huge rose to him. Yeah. 
Uh, mine goes to our two new staff members, Jenny and Jossie. Uh, oh. They've brought so much more life energy. Uh, energy into our company, and you can kind of see it. The product, you can kind of feel it. You know, they're bringing the fog machine and the uh, – the mascot uniform and mascot skaters and making sure everything was working well. And you could just kind of feel it. We're, we're getting there. Uh, we are, uh, uh, from an event perspective, people give, give us compliments. I'll get to that later. Uh, it's, it's a lot of it has to do with these two making it work for us. So yep. what, uh, what is yours? My second rose is actually from that exact same game. Um, Gosh dang it! Is it Ricky Sainty? It's Ricky Sainty, yeah. right? Who's on uh, the bench no. for Rosemount? Oh yeah, Ricky. Yes, yeah, Ricky. Ricky. Yep. Um, and the Sainties are just salt of the earth. Humans the nicest people who ever. have been around Rosemount nicest hockey ever. forever. And we were sitting in. The, he was opening the door, and he was sitting next to us while we were doing the concussion thing. And he made a joke about the kid, um, like having a hard head or something. I can't remember what the joke was. And then he kind of patted him on the shoulder and said, you know, I'm teasing because I love you more than anything in the world, right? That's not his kid. But he told a player that he loved him, and I think that is so wonderful for a young person to hear and to know that there's somebody in their corner that's not mom or dad. Yeah. And that's one of the times I cried. And I'm it's pretty cool. It it's pretty cool. Really very, cool. Very sweet. Um, I have a rose that goes out to all of the media who uh, people in the media were talking about our event this weekend. Oh my so God. We got I watched, a, we I got a K-Fan. We got a lot of different places. And oh, it's I all super positive. Yeah, we got on Barrero Show. People were talking about how about and, it, and it all comes back to the pin trading and the atmosphere in the building yep. like they've never seen anywhere else before. And that... You know, credit to you, Peter, and myself, and Sharon, and all the people that in our staff that you know, months and months and months ago started planning towards this, and uh, it allowed us the ability to, you know, more and more staff allows us the ability to dress up in uh, tiger <laughs> costumes. Did you see the two? I I don't know if you saw this or not. Which one? But Joey Memes made it is going to make a meme where you are sitting next to me. Or whoever Tony the Tiger is, and it's a line, a Tiger King. You're the Tiger King, oh, and I'm no. the Tiger. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, that one's coming out. I'm just telling you, I got a preview of it. It's pretty, in the works. Pretty funny, it's yeah. In the works. So, but Joey Memes is uh, was on fire and loved our stuff. So he's, he's chugging away. What's your next one? Uh, my last rose would probably be. Um the very special people who wore the tiger costume for Sunday's yes. championship games. We can't give out names, but they know I'm not going to give are. out names. There were three of them. There were three of them, and I accidentally called one of them the wrong name because I just didn't recognize her without her helmet on. <laughs> Which one? Uh, Start with a V or a G? I called the one that starts with a V. I called her N. Because I had no idea that N had left the building. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see how you confuse V with N. I could see that. And you didn't know that I V was totally there. I totally forgot that I had no idea. You she had no idea that. Up. Did you even know V was there? No. Nope. I didn't either. And nope. someone goes, and, and, and V looks a lot like another one of the tigers. Yeah. So I'm like, I got confused too. All the, all the tigers showing up. But the, the pop and circumstance of Sunday was fantastic. Uh, and thank you to the Super Rink for having us again. Yeah. Uh, my last one goes to, and we get we get thanked a lot, you know. 
Yeah. We get thanked a lot. Like yeah. people come up to us and say, this is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's kind of cool, right? But this year was the year where it was like, man, this is crazy how many people are thanking us this year. There was a Edina dad, he, and this doesn't really narrow it down, but I remember he had black and green uh, Air Jordans. And this was Friday at like 11. Like we're we're only like scratching the surface on the tournament, right? Okay. And this guy stops me. I'm like, oh, no. What does Edina dad want? Because he had the green jacket, and the, you know it was clearly an Edina dad. And he goes, I just want to tell you something. This is unbelievable how good this is. I'm like, we're only like 24 hours in. Uh, you yeah. can change your your opinion might change based on how your might team does. Might change in another half hour. Right. You know, if your team loses in overtime and a bad call, you might come back and like tell me how terrible it is. So right. at the end of the day, all of the thank yous I got this year was like a warm, warm electric blanket set to high. I felt uh, very loved all weekend, and that's my hugest rose of all. That that, that that is a big payment to us, just saying thanks every once in a while. Yeah. I want to read what your thorn is. I don't have one. Oh, I got one. I got one. Okay, you have one. I want you I to, do have one. I want you to go because I'll pick a different one if okay. it's the same. So it's not that big a deal. This happened on Friday, uh, and this never happened in our events. We've had a lot of crazy things happen in our event, but we had a lost child. And um, I joked about it on our other podcast. It's 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 hard because we don't have a lot of staff, and and I'm not complaining that we're helping a child find their parents, but it yeah. was at bad timing, like when it's all you know, we're right in the middle, thick of it, right? Oh yeah. So we find the lost child who was in the front four buildings. We find the lost child's parents who are in the back four buildings. They're in rink six when we were in one through four when we found their daughter. Okay. Return the daughter back, and the response from the parents was, "Oh, thanks, barely a thank you." We just found we just your found child who was three years old and was uh, really afraid that they had lost mom and dad. And they were just so blasé about it. They were it. just so into the game, they didn't even care about their daughter. And I was like, that's your thorn right there, Mr. Thorn. So, that, um, that's like, one thing about the Squirtaculars, that the little siblings aren't 11 and 12. Like no. They aren't the Blue Ox. They're no. two and three years old. And sometimes the Squirtacular lobby can turn into a mix of daycare, jungle gym, yeah, and uh, kindergarten classroom. No question. Uh, my thorn, there was a game that I broadcast, and there was a certain player <laughs> who... only had two games. I know. All right. Uh, there was a certain player who was just kind of running roughshod over the tournament. Yep. Uh, bigger, stronger, faster yep. than all the other kids. I think I know what race. you're talking about. And it felt as though that each time this player got called for a penalty, the opposing team's parents took such delight... Yeah, I've seen that movie before. Penalty. I've and seen I, that movie before. Yes. And I just thought, why? <laughs> why is it more exciting <laughs> for an opposing team to be called for a penalty than it is for your own team? And in squirts, well, let's just get just, the, set the record straight. It's sixty second penalties. There's no there's no real huge advantage. advantage. There's no real advantage. And usually in squirts, even at the squirts C level, I've seen it in my the games I've ref. Uh the two best players from the team automatically go on power penalty kill, even at squirt C's. And yeah. then that player gets the puck and goes and scores shorthand. So it's like, right. careful what you wish for, right? Yeah, but I, I didn't understand the vitriol it's that, just, a, that a, an opposing team had for a player being called for a penalty. Just it's just parents being parents. It's not the man. end of the world. Not the end of the world. Uh, a couple things coming up. Uh, I was uh, alerted of this. Check this out. The North-South Challenge, East Grand Forks, 
PBAA hosting four other teams. Uh, Minnetonka, number one team in the state, Woodbury yep. top five, Moorhead top five, and Hermantown. So those five teams will play a little round robin, and it's set up around a North Dakota game. So both they'll all be done by 6 o'clock on uh, Friday and Saturday night, so they're going to get a doubleheader uh, uh, NCHC team game as well. Somebody is going to come up to you and tell you that's how you run a tournament. With the six teams or the five teams? No, with the done by 6 p.m. Yeah, I'm not arguing. We, whatever. The early whatever days, day not that you care, the early days of the Blue Locks up in Brainerd, it was done by 6, and we had a banquet on Friday night. It was kind of cool. Nah. It was cool. The nah, banquet I, was honestly, cool. I think really I would have cool. rather play hockey than go to a banquet. It was pretty cool. Kids dressed up. They loved it. It was fun. So, All right. Well, maybe we'll bring it back. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one. We'll keep an eye on everything else throughout the state uh, at youth boys, youth girls, high school boys, high school girls. It's been a blast. We'll see you around the rink. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat.